It's Basic Folk, where we have honest conversations with folk musicians. I'm your host, Cindy Howes. Guess who's here with me right now? It's Laura. (laughs) Producer Laura McCarthy is here, and we're doing another field music episode today. Very pumped about this one. Um, We'll get into it a little bit, but first let's thank our sponsors for Basic Folk. Basic Folk is supported by Lindsay Myers from LMNO Management, who encourages you to support independent artists by going to live shows, hosting a house concert, and buying directly from artists. All right, Laura. Yes. Can you explain the concept of field music for those who are just tuning in? Sure. So field music is usually music that is collected in not a recording studio, right? In kind of real life. I picture a porch always, but it could be anywhere. Um, And it's usually music that is um, not widely recorded. Mm -hmm. It's music that has been passed down orally from generation to generation. And so it is recorded from the tradition bearers themselves In the field or on a porch, in a kitchen, in a dance hall, who knows? (laughs) Hopefully lots of dance halls. Um, Al Nomax (laughs) is a very famous ethnomusicologist who is like a a huge inspiration for me when it comes to um, recording music and sounds in the field. Um, For this series on Basic Folk, uh, we have been working on collecting stories and not just the songs, but also the stories behind those songs um, that that people have learned from, through oral tradition in terms of like who taught it to them, a little bit about that person, uh, about the song, what connects them to it. Uh, for right. today's episode, we recorded this on Three Mile Island during Miles of Music Camp with a very uh, special individual uh, named Paul Bird Edwards. And Laura, tell us about Bird. Bird, um, he is a kind of a force of nature. He just, the stories that would fall out of his mouth on any given moment were incredible. He is steeped in that um, Creole culture, um, and he's played with some of the greats. He started playing somewhere like at at 16 years old. He tells this great story about, we don't actually have it recorded, he told us afterwards, about being rolled up in a bass drum to get into clubs because he was under the age of the clubs (laughs) that he wanted to be playing in. And so they roll him up in the drum, and then he'd just like pop out and play the set and (laughs) <laughs> nobody could say anything oh wow he said because i guess he played so good they wouldn't they wouldn't even say anything i don't remember that story but laura mccarthy has a better memory than i do 100 percent accurate <laughs> we had a great time getting to know bird um yeah we like by the end of the week i think we were just like this this guy is part of our family forever he um truly he's uh a really talented musician like Laura was saying but also one of his talents is that he remembers everyone's name and oh this is so true yeah it was kind of freaky because I'm I'm like mediocre at remembering people's names but when Bird was around he would use every single person's name right right 
I remember that. I I had forgotten it, but yeah, he would meet them like once, mm-hmm. and maybe not even have a like conversation of significance. But he'd be like, "That's so and so. That's so and so. That's so and so." And then uh, he would do that thing where um, he would call out a person, playing. Uh, you know, <laughs> people do that sometimes when they're playing together with somebody and they want someone to take a solo. They'll be like, "All right, now, Laura," and, the, and he would do that all the time. And it's just delightful. Yeah. I, I went to this camp not as a musician, um, but he during the sets at night times, um, some of the like established bands would um, play sets um, for dancing or whatnot. And sometimes during those sets, he'd be like, come on, Laura, come on <laughs> over to the, the washboard. I'd be like, Bird, I don't know. I don't know how to play. Very special person. Um, so, OK, yeah. let's. So first we did a little interview with him and then he played us a traditional Creole song. Um, so let's hear the interview and then we'll get to the song, uh, on basic folk. Does that sound good? Laura. It does. Let's hear Paul Bird Edwards. I just, I have a couple questions for you, Bird, about, you know, your life. And then, um, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the song that you're going to play for us. Like the history of the song, the translation, um, the story of the song, who taught you the song, what's your connection to it, is there anything um, significant about the way the song is played, the structure of the song? So that's that's basically what the rundown of the, of the interview is going to be. Does that sound all right? Good enough. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay, great. First of all, thank you for, thank you for sitting down with us. Mm-hmm. Paul Bird Edwards is your name? Yes, ma'am. All right. Um, can you talk about when you started playing music? Uh, I imagine maybe you grew up with it. Oh, when I started playing music, it was a, I was a kid. During the time, I didn't have a set of drums or nothing, which I still don't have a set a drum set, really. Are but you I primarily would, a drummer? Yes, ma'am. I went behind the house and I took me two sticks out of the tree, broke me two limbs. And they have two. They had two five-gallon cans. Was sit, just sitting around the house. Wasn't doing nothing with it. So I decided. But I'm gonna see what this thing sounds like. So I sat on one, and I had one in the front of me, right? Like, and then I, I, I just start, you know, messing around with it, and tack, 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 you know. Just started doing that, and say, well, well, uh, well, I want to be a drummer. And, and stuff like that. So every now and then, my, I, which was Gino, would pick me up. Him and his dad and him. And I'd Gino, go with Gino uh, Delafus. Yeah. Yeah. And I would go with them to the dance and I would watch him the way he was playing. I said, well, I can pick up this beat in a minute. You know, by just, just watching what he's doing a lot. And then that, was, that, that influenced influenced me a little bit to start playing drums, which I'm a little older than Gino, but we've been brought up together, you know. But I've uh, been playing drums for quite a while. Never did it in high school, can't read music and stuff, but once I hear it, I can play it. Wow, you play by ear. Yeah. Do you play any other instruments? I usually play drums and I, and I play that on the side of that road board. Oh, the washboard, yeah. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit though about the washboard as an instrument? Well, back in the days they would call it they would call it a washboard, which was the other the other uh 
No, they ain't got nothing in the old There was a square one. But in the middle, they had a piece of tin, and they had, like, two long things on the thing. Like legs. Right. But yeah. that's what they used to use back in the days when they would hit the road and stuff. They didn't have time to stop at the washing tear. So what they would use to Wait, do... Wait, the what with the where? The wash it tear? Wash it tear. Wash it Yeah. Wash it Yeah. Well, uh, whatever. <laughs> but anyhow, they used to use it back in the days. They would get the stop on the side, the road with a five-gallon can, and they would put some water in it. And, and, and the, the other washboard would have some legs in it. What they would do, they put it up in the up in the five-gallon can, and they wash their clothes with it. And then they would they, use their instrument to wash their clothes. Yeah. Oh. That was Mine's back in the that, that was an everyday purpose. Yeah. That was an everyday purpose back in the days. And then they would used to hang it on a van, on a vehicle when they'd go ahead further down the road. They would dry. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But this one right there, this one is right there is pretty old. How old is it? Oh Lord, about thirty-five years old. That one right there. And you it's play. You've seen the, I saw you play the washboard with spoons. You just like find a couple spoons and play them. Yeah. And then you were saying something interesting about how you can't take, after you've played a little bit on the washboard with the spoons, you can't take them on an airplane. Right, because at the end they would get sharpened. Too sharp, yeah. (laughs) Too sharp. That's concealed as a weapon. Wow. So you don't want to never take nothing like that on a That's a good tip. On a plane. Are there other musicians in your family? No, I was the only one. Really, the only one. Um, what, uh, what about where was music growing up in your in your town, Eunice, Louisiana? What was it like there? You're talking about the dances that that Gino would play at. Yeah, they used to be. Well, they used to play in uh, Opelousas. Oh, sorry, what? Opelousas. What's that? A town is a town. Oh, it's a town. Yeah. Opelousa, Louisiana? Yeah, Opelousa, Louisiana. And they used to go to a club called Slim Waikiki. And that was a Zodico club. And then we used to go over there and play over there. And then we also used to do the one in um, Lawtel, Richard Club. They would call that the Grand Ole Opry. In Louisiana? Yeah. Yeah. Over there. And things like that, yeah. So it's a pretty happening scene. Yeah, dude, it used to happen a lot. <laughs> Can you talk about how it feels when you're playing Creole music? Well, to me, it it feels it feels good. All kind of music to me feels good since you've been playing it for quite a while. Yeah. You know, it's just that that you got to you know you got to know the timing of it. That's how come when we played like that, you see, we we didn't have no drummer. So that that real board right there would keep the timing of a drummer. Mm-hmm. And also we keep the time of a guitar if we ain't got none. Right, right. Um, what's the song that you're going to play for us? I would do... I would, uh... I would do one of John Delafoe's songs that, that when I used to play with the Marinon then. They would call uh Matitfie gone, that mean the little girl had left. And then she passed through the back door. Is yeah. that the, and it's maybe not a little girl, maybe it's a woman. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's a little woman now. Um, so do you know who, t do you remember who you, who taught you this song or what your connection is to it? Oh no, I just listened to it a lot, you know, and I would hear it, you know. Well, a little bit, Gino, Gino showed me a little bit about that song. I think that, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think Gino that it had did that song. Yeah, I know he did it, but I don't think he was the original. Right. Yeah. Why Why do you like this song? Oh, I just like the, 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 the feeling of the song, you know? Yeah. If I wouldn't have the whole band with me, I could usually do it by myself. You know? It's just something like that. All right. Why don't we play it? You want your rubber or something? Yeah. You got your spoons? I got my spoons in, in my back pot. Which are um, Chaz, Chaz, you want to come tree. here? And uh, then Cedric, do you want to sit here? Yeah, well, I can play guitar too. You want to play guitar? Yeah. Let's do it with the, whole, with the whole band. Sure. Hey, you want to holler at Trey? Yeah. Chris? He's probably over there. Oh, holler at Trey, yeah. Boom, boom! Tell Boom, boom, clock to Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Holler, boom, boom. Trey, boom, boom, Boudreaux. You want me like right here on this arm? Yeah. I try to, the limbs was too close by each other, so I try to jump from one end to another, and uh, I hooked my arm into a tree like this, and uh, all the while that tree limb had broke, and I came flying. Oh out. no! <laughs> I never, I never even knew that. Yeah. Were you really hurt? Not really. It's hard to hurt a bird every now and then until you kill it. <laughs> well, we're going we gonna to play. I don't know what F3 coming or what. He's coming. Did anybody see you fall out of the tree? Nope. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's where you get the nickname. Yeah. We're going to do a little song uh, that I always did. Like, they call it, they would call that song, My Cheat Fear Gone, My Little Girl Done Left.
I did want to mention we recorded this in a small little cabin that was truly packed to the gills with people that were either there to um, support him by playing music with him or just there to listen to his story. Bird is a force of magnetism. Um, He just has so much joy in sharing his culture with people and he has so much to share. There were three musicians that played with him on that last number and will play with him again on the following number to come. Their names are Cedric Watson, who was on the fiddle. He's a Grammy-nominated fiddle player. Um, Trey Boudreau on the bass, who you can hear them calling Boo Boo in that last uh, clip. And Chaz Justice on the guitar. Chaz and Trey are in a band called The Revelers out of Lafayette County. This next number is called a jure. I won't go into the history of it because uh, Cedric actually does a bang up job in this next clip of telling you the ins and outs of what exactly a jure is. But one of my favorite memories from this camp was we had finished dinner and we had started a jure in the kind of in the mess hall and we did this jure all the way down parading. We kind of second lined all the way down to uh, where the bonfire was going to be. And then we all stood, like 100 or so people stood in a circle singing and clapping this uh, jure. It was really, really special, something to see. So I'm so glad you guys get to hear it from Cedric, Trey, Chaz, and Bird, the man himself. Enjoy. Bird, we... Tell them, or y'all tell them a little bit about what a jure is. This is old school Afro French music, you know. Like anywhere you go in America, there's always some kind of form of music that they had that was more like percussion and clapping and African, like vocal, like acapella and, and rhythms only. Kind of like religious music. Like jure means testify. Why does it not have any instruments in it? 
lot of times it had instruments too. It just that the majority of what you heard of Jure didn't. But there are like people like people that came and visited Louisiana and like they sit around and play these beats and stuff and there's an accordionist or a fiddler and you know, a banjo or something. But for the most part it was more dominated by rhythms and vocals. Sometimes they couldn't afford it. A lot of people didn't just didn't have instruments. You just didn't have it. it way back, <laughs> way back. Yeah. You know. And then and then in Lent, I guess in Lent you're not supposed to play instruments. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Know, they didn't have French dances and stuff, so they went to the Jure's. So the beat from Zodico and Cajun is, is based, not based, but it's rooted in this rhythm a lot. So y'all want to do it? Yeah, do it too. The word or the expression is zadiko e pasale, like the, the beans, the snap beans ain't salty. That's where like zadiko music is named after that genre. But before that, they, you know, they call it, you know, la la music. Barza. That was that's what it was about. The, it was la la music, which it was. They used to do dances in the house. They would call that. They would call that the house dances, which was 
which what they had the accordion and what else? What else they had? Triangle. Yeah, the accordion, the fiddle, and the triangle. They didn't have no guitar. They didn't have no bass during the time. No drums. Until all the while that that all came in and combined together. Didn't a lot of people that wasn't fiance or married or whatever they take a rag, they hold a rag between their hands and dance with that and stuff. Yeah, back <laughs> then. This was like a, like you know a girl again a god boyfriend and girlfriend they wasn't married, but they had to they had to dance with a towel. She had to hold a towel in her hand, and the guy the, the guy had to hold it on the other end. Instead of them holding hands, that's how they had to do it back in the days and didn't to swing around. Why? Because they couldn't touch? Because they weren't married? They, they wasn't supposed yeah. to. Oh. That's old school Creole. <laughs> <laughs> they still do that to this day. If you go to like uh, the Island of Reunion, somewhere like that. Marisha. Island of Marisha. So they have like to where, these are the country people that are very, you know, still gentlemen and stuff and got etiquette. People like that. But uh, they would, they'll hold a handkerchief, and when you ask a girl to dance, you, you pull out your handkerchief. She'll grab the other hand. What if she doesn't? I guess that means she don't want to dance with you. <laughs> <laughs> she want to get straight to the love making and marriage and all that. No handkerchiefs, just rings. Rings. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> cool. Hang out time with no handkerchief. I'm ready to get down to it. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Bert. You're welcome. Thank you. So, Laura, when did um, Bird tell that story about the bass drum? It was after we stopped recording. Yeah, it was um, as we were walking, the days following, we were walking on a path, and he just kind of dropped that, like, oh, yeah, when I started playing, I was too young to get into the clubs, and, you know. He'd be somebody really interesting to have on for a full Basic Folk interview. Um yeah, oh, another... follow him around for like a week or something. Oh my god, yeah, like oh make god. it somebody make a documentary about this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um the the other thing is that he was so he was born in Louisiana, but he grew up speaking Creole French and he told me a story that um he learned English in school, but it was like back when, you know, teachers could like slap students with rulers and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um so that would happen to him when he would try to speak English. And he and he would every time he spoke French, he would get like a whap. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It's wild. But also, I mean, they heard this in the interview. But that story of how he got to be known as Bird, falling out of that tree. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Man, um, best nickname ever. Yeah, best nickname story ever. Well, all right, that's a uh, that's it for basic folk this week and field recordings. We have one or two more of these that we recorded on the island and hopefully we'll be able to collect some more. Um, Laura McCarthy, thanks for for being on Basic Folk today. Thank you for having me, Cindy. Lindsay Myers is our business manager. Adam Corey is assistant producer on this episode of Basic Folk. Alex Stanton of Townspeople does our music. I'm Cindy Howes, and you can go to my website, cindyhouse.net, for show notes. There's also uh, an email list you can sign up for and a Facebook group page. Are you part of the Facebook group page, Laura? I am part of the Facebook group page. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Everyone else should be as well. Basic Folk Basics is what it's called, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye.